Tomorrow on Fox, the Big Ten goes to Ireland. Huskers facing off against the Wildcats. The Air Lingus College Football Classic, Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox. Don't miss your chance to win $5,000 in that game on the Fox Bet Super 6 app. Players have already won over $6.5 million. Scan that QR code, download the Super 6 app, and pick your six outcomes for a free chance at the jackpot. All right, things get heated in the Rams-Bengals joint practice yesterday. Take a look at this brawl. Oh, my goodness. Aaron Donald seemed to be holding two Bengals helmets and at one point swinging at least one before being pushed down to the ground. It was the third incident of the day that led to the remainder of practice being called off. These guys were feeling a little uh, spicy, shall we say. Shannon, big deal or not a big deal? Hey, somebody really, really wanted to get out of practice. Because Mike Shannon, as you tell us all the time, if you if you got enough energy to, pra- uh, to fight, we're not practicing hard enough. So I stayed away from the fights. We did too much running against skill position players. And the fights normally take place between offense and defensive linemen. Uh, Skip, look, I get it. It's not a very good look, but this is practice. The NFL got to stay out of this. Because you're going down a very, very slippery slope. And Skip, I, I know the media gets an opportunity to see some of the practices. So I don't know if you were able to stay long enough. But fights happen at practice. And they get very, very heated. And so I don't want the NFL to intervene. And I know Aaron, this is not a very good look. But I'm not surprised that Aaron Donald was in the middle of it. If you watch him on Sunday, Skip, the first thing that he does when he feels threatened, he grabs a guy's face mask. You control the head, you control the body. And I don't know how in the hell he got two helmets. I've seen guys snatch a hell one helmet, Skip. How the hell he got he got both hands full of helmets, and he, he has one hitting somebody over the head with it. Consider it seems to me it got really heated. Somebody did a little extra pushing. Somebody did a block that wasn't supposed to be that wasn't supposed to happen in practice. And Aaron might have went over the line. But Skip, I, I don't. I'm looking at it, it's not a big deal because I've seen it happen before in practice. And as long as you get these joint practices, because nobody, the, the stars are not playing in preseason games, Skip, you're going to get this. And I've seen it happen when we have joint practices. Hell, I've seen it happen with our own practice. We get in fights. So it's not a big deal to me. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. I didn't play, but I covered your game for a long time. I've watched <laughs> you closely for a long time. I've never seen anything like what we're seeing in this video. Which is why, for me, from a distance, this is a huge underreported deal. And I believe if, if this were anybody but Aaron Donald, the best player in football, says Shannon Sharp, probably be <laughs> voted by the players once again, the number one overall player in football when they release the list he on Sunday be top night. Five. He, he'll be up there. I, I won't doubt he'll be number one. But if this had been... Anybody but Aaron Donald swinging helmets, there would have been some bloodshed and somebody somewhere would be levying some kind of fines or punishment. It can't come from Commissioner Goodell, but somebody on one team or the other would have to drop hammer on said player because this went completely (laughs) over the edge. Oh, yeah. This is no laughing matter to me because, to your point, at one point, Aaron Donald has a helmet in each hand, and he's swinging <laughs> with all his might. And as you well know, if you have a helmet in your hand and you're swinging it at somebody who doesn't have that helmet on anymore, 
said helmet becomes potentially a lethal weapon. I mean, if you happen to catch somebody on the top of an uncovered, unhelmeted head, some real damage could get done. And and I keep seeing the video. You can't see it up close, but he's swinging over the top and landing on somebody. I hope that somebody had a helmet on because there were no reported head injuries after this. Even if you got a helmet on, if somebody takes their helmet and hits you side your head with with your with the helmet on, it hurts. Well, isn't that what's called helmet I mean, to helmet contact? Isn't that concussion <laughs> protocol? Yeah. Isn't that why players get thrown out of games? Yeah. Yeah, we had to be skilled. Skip. I, we played with, with TD, and you know TD had migraines. Terrell Davis. We had to be yeah. very careful when he Terrell Davis mm-hmm. when he did something good of slapping him upside his head. You know, I skip. We pound guys on the yep. head. We had to be careful. We must try to get a man a migraine in the middle of uh, the middle of a game. So we had to you know, hey pat him on his back or pat him on his butt or something. We could like hey good job TD. That's what I'm talking about, boy. And next thing you know, like hey he all dizzy looking at you crazy, but. Aaron Donald has two helmets like he got two ice cream cones. It's like, it's like he had a little extra pocket money skip, and he bought two cones. One wasn't good enough. But you're right. The one that he had in the right hand, he creamed somebody on the, on the ground of their helmet with that one. I don't know if it was his guy or their guy, but he hit somebody a couple of times. And, Shannon, from, <laughs> from what I read, my ex-guy, Lyle Collins, somehow was in the middle of starting it. I don't know exactly what happened. But yeah. to your point, there are some sort of stated rules in these these sessions, these drills that they're doing, uh, where you can't go over that edge. You know, you can't go that far. Yeah, somebody yeah. went too far, uh, and and Aaron Donald flew into a rage, and then obviously he took some of the brunt of it in that they shoved him down to where he shoved. fell backwards and rolled over one time because the the Bengals are flying into a a defensive rage, just trying to defend themselves against an Aaron Donald who went completely <laughs> out of control. So my point is, obviously, if this ever happened in a game, my Lord. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, suspensions, yeah. fines, it, it, you, you wouldn't hear the end Especially of it for now. days. I, it, I, it, happened a, it happened, Skip, back in the 80s with uh, the Raiders and the Raiders and the, uh, uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. Sean Jones took the helmet off. He I don't know who. I think he snatched somebody's head and was whirling around. I I mean, it was it was a different era back then, Skip. I mean, maybe he got suspended a game, maybe a twenty five hundred or five thousand dollar fine. But if that happened in an actual game, and somebody took the helmet off, well, you saw what happened with Miles Garrett when he took the helmet, he took the helmet off, the helmet off. Uh, uh, of the quarterback's head and tried to hit him in his he head. Tried. Uh, what yep. did he get? Six games? He did. Exactly. So you can imagine. And and that was so without a blow actually team. landing. Like like Miles Garrett didn't right. actually land a blow. And back in the eighties, I never saw anybody actually land a shot with a helmet. They were just yeah. swinging it like a weapon. But it looks yeah. like he landed. So I I'm waiting for the other oh, he shooter landed. to yeah, drop he here. Somebody. I, I'm waiting for but somebody to, to report who got hit in the head. <laughs> With everybody on the field like that, you wouldn't be able to field a team because if you suspended all the players that were on the field, I mean everybody's everybody's out there, Skip. So how do how do those teams even play next week? Maybe you just pick one or two guys and says, okay, uh, AD, you got to go. The guy that started it, he has to go. But this is this is practice. This is what happens yeah. when you have joint sessions. And somebody goes a little too hard. Somebody might have taken a playoff okay. and I- got pushed in the back or. Got blocked harder than what he thought he should have. 
And this I, is what happens. I, I got that, Shannon. I attended hundreds of Dallas Cowboy practices <laughs> over many years in Thousand Oaks and at St. Edwards in Austin, Texas during training camp. And I'll swear every day because they were going two a day practices. Remember, that's Tom Landry and Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. No NFLPA uh-huh. rules against. So you know what it felt like to have to go out at what, 9.30 in the morning and then go back at 3 o'clock in yep. the afternoon. And especially Correct. in the afternoon, it got so hot and so sweaty out there that almost yes. every day, some drill, some 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-on-11 11 11 without hitting the quarterback, it, it just ended in fisticuffs. But, but it's usually yeah. just a lot of pushing and shoving. Maybe some punches get thrown, but people still have their helmets on, so it's hard to, to do a lot right. of damage. But that happens every day. But grabbing helmets and flailing with them, that that doesn't happen. I've just never seen that before. Skip, the, the, it used to be when guys wanted to get out of practice or the guys got tired of a drill, guys would start a fight. And then that would change it and we go to another period or they get thrown out of practice. Yeah. But, but now, but now they just, I, I guess they have a rule that anybody that starts a fight, both, you know, I think uh, Carolina and the Patriots, they anybody that starts a fight, they got they got to leave practice. They just threw them well, out. Yeah, guys get tired. It's like you know what? Hey, let's go ahead and just start this strike up the band. End it. We're gonna get thrown out of practice, or we're gonna change the drills. But that's what happens, Skip. I mean, it's it's uh it's a very it's it's you know, when emotion is high, man. It's hot out there, Skip. And you you tired? You've been out there for an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. Hey, my own teammates. I mean, I was in ba- I was in Baltimore, Skip, and I was having a bad day. It just I just didn't feel good, and I caught a, a short pass. And James Trapp, who's a good friend of mine, uh, he tripped me. He mm. didn't, I thought he did it on purpose. Man, Skip, I got up. I was about to, boy, I was about to waylay him. They talking about, Sharp, it was an accident. It was an accident. I said, man, hey, whoo, it was about to be an accident. But, and when I got back and looked at the film, Skip, <laughs> our legs got t- uh, tied up. But I just thought he had just, like, stuck his leg out there and tripped me like we in high, uh, uh, elementary school or something. Okay, I but said, you, oh, no, you, bro, this is not going to happen. You did not take your helmet off and threaten to hit him with your helmet, right? No, I was about to, Skip, I was about, I was about, probably about four feet from him. I was about to take the ball and hit him in his face with the ball. I, I probably would have knocked him out because I was going to throw the ball as hard as I could. Okay. And then I hear everybody, Sharp, it was an accident, man. Y'all legs got tired up, tied up. Okay. Well, I still say bottom line. That was the only time. That was the only fight ever. That was the only time I ever. Because Skip, you run too as a skill position player. You run too much. If you had energy as a skill position player to run in the West Coast system, because remember, Skip, anytime you caught a pass, you had to finish sure. forty yards. No, I got. So it. if you got that kind of energy after catching a ball and finishing forty yards, yep. eight, nine, ten times a, a practice, yep. you're not working hard enough. I got it. Bottom line, I still say Aaron Donald is getting a pass for that yesterday. And maybe we'll hear more about you know it. How, you know how it works in the NFL. You know how it works. The yeah. good the guys like Aaron Donald get passes. They do. You don't want to lose him. He's always must-see TV. All right, gentlemen, speaking of drama, is Baker Mayfield destined to lead the Panthers to the playoffs this season? We'll break it all down when Undisputed returns. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. 
Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right, VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Mayfield, yes, will get some playing time tonight in the Panthers' final preseason game. Mike Jones of USA Today listed the Panthers as the team that could have a surprise surge this season. Madden's simulation of the season also has faith in the Panthers, predicting them to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. I think Skip has said something to that effect as well. Shannon, you first. Are the Panthers going to make the playoffs? Both Skip and that simulation are out of their minds. No. Um, because that goes back to the belief for me <laughs> that I don't believe Baker Mayfield. I don't believe Baker Mayfield changes your life. Uh, are they? Is he better than Sam Darnold? If he is, he's only slightly better than Sam Darnold. And so, for, uh, uh, a lot is going to be contingent on C. Mac. How healthy can he stay? What he's only had ten total games over the last two seasons. Um, but in order for you to maximize C. Mac and get the most out of him, you're going to have to give him the ball, throw him the ball. So he's going to have to touch the ball in some capacity which means there's a greater chance of hit, there's a greater chance of injury arising. But for me, I, I, when I look at Baker Mayfield, I just can't ignore the fact that he's thrown the most interceptions since he's entered into the league. He's a turnover machine. 
Skip says he's a careful gambler. I don't see it. I just see a guy that's, that gets reckless with the ball. Um, this is 29th, and uh, the offense was 29th in scoring, 30th in yards last year. So in order for them to make the playoffs, Baker's going to have to move them up at least at the bare minimum 14, 15 spots. I don't see that happening. So uh, I got two teams possibly coming out of that division. I don't see three. Saints, I like the Saints. Uh, obviously, people don't believe Tampa. If they're poised, just take a step back. I don't see that with Tom Brady. Obviously, something happened to him. We're going to talk about him a little later. Uh, all bets are off. But I don't see the Carolina Panthers making the playoffs, Skip. I don't believe Baker is exponentially better than Sam Darnold. At least, you know, what they win, four or five games last year. They're going to win, what, four or five more games this year? I don't see that happening. So, Shannon Sharp, maybe yes. 10 days ago, I strode out onto the end of the limb, and I told you I believe that Baker Mayfield will lead the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs if, in fact, they give him the starting job, and as we know, they have. And yes. then this week we hear the Madden simulation say, oh, they're a playoff team. And then yesterday in USA Today, I read Mike Jones, their number one NFL reporter, pick the Panthers as the team most likely to break through and break out and to make the playoffs as a wild card. And I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I was onto something once again because what's happening in Carolina reminds me just a little bit of what happened when Tom Brady chose to go to the Suckineers. Obviously, the, oh cupboard, the, the cupboard was not bare in Tampa Bay. They had gone 7-9 and nine the year before because Jameis had turned the ball over way too much. But there was firepower left on defense as well as the wide receiver positions. So now I see, what did Baker Mayfield just do? He could have waited it out in Cleveland. He could have forced them just to cut and pay him and let him go free and hit the market. But no, when Carolina showed some interest, he said, you know what I'll do? I'll sacrifice a good chunk of my money to go play for you because you do want me and you, more important, you were ranked 32nd and dead last in Sports Illustrated's offseason power ranking. So Baker Mayfield chose to go to a team that was the dregs of the earth. It was the equivalent of the sucking ears. Brady joined a team that had the worst winning percentage of any team in any sport and took them to a Super Bowl. I'm not suggesting Baker will take the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl, but I think he's a shrewd enough operator to know that he needed to reverse field. He needed to take on a situation in which he would go back to being the hopeless underdog with a chip on his shoulder that's now even bigger than that Cleveland stadium that used to be Baker's house and those progressive ads that he relentlessly did. All of a sudden, Baker has turned himself back into the walk-on who won the Heisman Trophy at the University of Oklahoma, the walk-on who won the job against all odds at Texas Tech. All of a sudden, Baker Mayfield has a team that is quietly laying in the weeds with Christian McCaffrey at running back. If he can stay healthy, I know it's a huge hit if, but what if he does? With DJ Moore, a clear-cut number one receiver, and with Robbie yeah. Anderson, and with Terrace Marshall Jr., and with Rashard Higgins, who used to be Baker's number one or number favorite receiver in, in Cleveland, 
And all of a sudden, he's playing behind an offensive line that has been completely rebuilt with Equanu that they took sixth overall at left tackle and Bradley Bozeman, who started for the last three years at center for your Baltimore Ravens. Austin Corbett has come over from the Rams, and he was Baker's guard, starting guard in the first year at Cleveland and started for the Rams the last two years. And obviously, Taylor Moten is still there at right tackle and his second-round pick pretty good. I kind of like that. I kind of like their defense with Brian Burns and Derek Brown and J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin. I'm talking about potential pro bowlers there. I'm talking about a team that is, to use Baker's once upon a time word, dangerous. This team is dangerous enough that if it gets off hot, which I believe it will against said Cleveland Browns, it is going to go win a wild card. Skip, you do realize that I get Tom Brady having a chip on his shoulder saying he's an underdog. I get a guy like myself, seventh-round draft pick. Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick. Nobody passed Baker up. Baker was the number one pick in the draft. How's he an underdog? Well, again, I never liked him as a front runner. I I like him in in a can't-win situation. That's all these fans. You see it? When 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 the chips are down, he over on the sideline moping and pouting. But when things are going good, rolling good, he at the front of the band. He the drum major. Huh. Well, I I saw him take a team in Cleveland that was 0-16 the year before and win seven games as a raw rookie. You remember that? Yeah, I've seen him get three fire head coaches fired. Okay. I saw that. You, you see remember that? Going into his sophomore year in the NFL, you remember the Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp trying to drive the bandwagon for Baker Mayfield saying, <laughs> Shake and Bake, baby? Do you remember that? I do. Uh, I remember that. I remember that a long time ago. Okay. Do you remember? What have you done for me? Hey. Yeah, okay. Well, Update the resume. It, it wasn't that long ago that Baker Mayfield took this. Cleveland Browns team on an eight and three run to finish the season and won the first playoff game for Cleveland since 1994 at Pittsburgh against their arch rival on the road with a QBR of 91 in that game, scale of zero to 100. That that was pretty mm-hmm. great to me. I, whoa, 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 Skip, Skip. What? I, I don't know why you love living in the past so much. Was it that good? Well, that's I mean, come pretty to the much future. the present. Come to today. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Okay, but that was two years ago. But last year in week two, he fractured his shoulder and tore his labrum in said shoulder. And even Shannon Sharp said he shouldn't be playing, but he tried. He sucked it up. He, he gutted it out. But okay, well, okay. Tell the people what happened at home in week one. In week one, he had a what? Nineteen point lead. It was. At Did he Kansas have a big old City. lead against uh, Kansas City? Kansas yeah. Okay. City. He had that lead. He got that lead at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Had an opportunity to win the game, and what did he do? Well, they were the Chiefs. They're pretty good, right? But, but no, no. That's how you. That's how you become good. That's how you become great by beating the really good, the great team. You don't get good by just beating the team you're supposed to beat. Huh. You got to beat teams that no one expects you to beat. And you need to beat them in their building. It okay. was set up. You had a, a 14, 15-point lead, and then what happened? Got okay. walked down and then threw a horrible interception when you was fully healthy at the end of the game. Okay, but in those first two games at Kansas City, then home against the Texans, Baker ended up those two games leading the NFL in completion percentage, yet at the very end of the Texans game, he blew up his shoulder. So it looks like his How did he blow up his shoulder? Tell me. 
Tell he, the people at home how he blew his shoulder he, up. He was chasing down somebody who had picked him off. That is correct. Oh, he, so, so in other words, another turnover. Had he not turned the ball over, he'd have still yeah. been healthy, huh? But he'll, is that what you're telling me? He still throws a whole lot more touchdown passes than interceptions as you're about to, to, to your chagrin, have to watch again and again and again this year with the suddenly on the rise Carolina Panthers, thanks to the biggest bargain on the open market that we've ever seen in an offseason, Baker Mayfield. Wasn't no bargain. Nobody else wanted it. Yep. Here he comes. Watch him tonight. Watch and weep. Well, Shannon. y'all Gino. do have due on the outcome of the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we got to do on the first game, the too, Jim. Mm-hmm. We do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we got a bunch indeed. of due. We got to do, yeah. Yeah. This is going to start getting expensive for one of you. We'll find out who. Yeah, it is. It All is. right, we got to go. Mercy. Reports say the Jazz are in trade talks with teams to trade Donovan Mitchell. According to The Athletic, Mitchell has three teams he has his eyes set on. The Knicks and the Heat, yep, they're on there. But it's the Nets that have been catching fans' attention. Shannon, can you see Donovan Mitchell suiting up in a Nets jersey? No, I uh, I don't see it happening, Skip. We understand he's from the New York area, so the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, obviously the Heat and their culture, Pat Riley's, He'd probably, you know, it'd be a great fit. I think he'd be a better fit in Miami. Now, the Knicks, obviously, being from New York, he would be box office there. But I think a better fit would probably be him with the Miami Heat uh, with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Uh, him going to Brooklyn Nets, Skip, you got three. So who's going to play defense? Obviously, you would have to be- move Ben Simmons because you can't have two guys on rookie max contracts on the same team. So Ben Simmons would have to be a part of any trade involving Donovan Mitchell. So who's going to play defense? Kyrie's not playing defense. Donovan Mitchell doesn't play defense. Kevin Durant is a, is, is a help defender, but he's not a perimeter defender. So who you going to defend? who's going to defend? Scoring is not the problem with the Brooklyn Nets. They can score. They can have two elite scores, two uh, uh, good scores, as we've ever seen on the same team at a given time in the history of the game. So scoring is not their problem, Skip. And I get it. You know, uh, Donovan Mitchell and with Kyrie and KD, but Skip, with, with their problem with the Brooklyn Nets is defense. That's what got him in trouble last year, not scoring. So I, don't, I, I wouldn't like the fit. And so for me, I think he'd be better suited. If he wants to try to win a championship, he'd be better suited in Miami. If he wants to be box office and try to be Madison Avenue or Darling or, 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 Broadway or Hollywood or something, Skip, go to the Knicks. Okay, so Shannon Sharp. I have tried to ignore this story for a couple of weeks now, but it keeps rearing mm-hmm. its ugly head scratching head here because <laughs> yeah. I keep saying, what? what? Wait, Donovan Mitchell to the Nets? First I heard, or it, it was reported, speculated, that the Nets were interested in Donovan. And then last night I read that he has included the Nets as one of his preferred destinations. I think it was third on his list, but it was still included. And I'm thinking, to your point, how is this possible? It seems like the Nets are good to go. It seems like once Kevin Durant said, I'll stay, Kyrie already in the fold, it just seems like they're good. On paper, I love the Nets. I think they should be favored to win it all. They're still about the sixth favorite because I guess people no longer trust Kevin or Kyrie or the chemistry of said team. But the point is, correct, Donovan Mitchell? So that, again, that, 
that seems to say that there would have to be a straight up trade of either Donovan for Kyrie or Donovan for Ben Simmons, because that's the only way it would make any sense to Utah. They need to get back a star or a superstar, right? So well, they would have to get skip. They would have to get Ben Simmons because you can't have two guys you, on a rookie max contract. Okay. I, ben I, Simmons I, is on a rookie max contract, and and Donovan okay. is. I I got it. Which is why it boils down to, would would the Brooklyn Nets really want Donovan over Ben Simmons? Because I would say a big no to that. Because to me, Ben Simmons is a way better fit in Brooklyn than yes. Donovan ever would be. And again. Yes. It's a close call. The irony of this conversation is you, you and I argued for like a month over who should be rookie of the year. And I was all about Donovan and you were all about Ben Simmons. And I kept saying that's a bunch of yeah. BS is in Ben Simmons initials. And you said no. And OK. And you got it. But the point now is that I don't think that Donovan Mitchell is more valuable than Ben Simmons because he has shown me he has proven he can make all-star teams. He can make first-team all-defense. And obviously, after Rookie of the Year, he, he has shown capability on any given night that he can go get you 40 if you ask him to get 40. Unfortunately, he's got late-game free-throw line demons that I don't know if, right. if they've been successfully addressed or not. I don't think we can know that until he starts to actually play games, which he refused to do last year for the Brooklyn Nets. In the end, we heard that he did have a back surgery, so it was a physical as well as a psychological issue. But if he's 100% right, and if they can get him a little righter at the late-game free-throw line or at least work around that, he is a way better fit at 6 feet 10 inches tall, can defend point guards or centers. Multiple position. Yeah, that, 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 that's just what the doctor ordered for the Brooklyn Nets. He, he's not a good fit. He is the fit. He's exactly why I think that they should be on paper favored to win it all because they're better right now on paper than they were a year ago to me with even James Harden, another guy for whom defense is an afterthought, even though he can steal the ball and disrupt, he's not an on-ball defender. So again, I, I can't even fathom how this is a possibility, but apparently, according to multiple reports, both sides have considered and are considering making this deal. And the only way it makes sense is if Ben Simmons winds up in Utah. Would they want to build around Ben Simmons? I don't know. Maybe. I love Ben Simmons. Now I love him even more than you do. Yeah, I think think the best bet for Donovan would be, be, be Miami. Another scoring options, another scoring punch alongside Jimmy Butler. And with Bam controlling it, I think that's the best fit. Now, if he wants to be like the darling of New York, uh, 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 you know, you know, Madison Avenue skill, yep. the Knicks is where it's at for him. Okay. Because he's electric. He can score you 25, 30, 25, 27 a night and give you dynamic plays, something the Garden has been missing for a very long time. Since Melo left, they haven't had that kind of buzz or excitement. I agree. And Mitchell is such a good person as well. He'll be a benefit to any team he lands on. No mercy. 